Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, friends. I am so glad you're with me today. I wanted to broach a subject that I think, especially this time of year as we get into a new school year, we start to have these thoughts around things we want to get done, things that we want to do. And we start putting some pressure on ourselves. And sometimes this comes from a place of perfectionism. As educators, we often joke that many of us have A-type personalities or we have perfectionistic tendencies. We want to be our best. We want to do our best. And often we are really striving for excellence and having those high standards. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. That's really, you know, what we would want, right? We want to have high standards, high expectations, and that's super beneficial in so many aspects of life. But the problem is that often we can take those tendencies to an extreme degree that actually hinders us from living joyfully and having that more fulfilling, authentic life. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that you might find in your own life that could be an indicator of perfectionistic tendencies. And so again, there is nothing wrong with us. We are not broken. But we always want to be aware. We want to be aware so we can start to break down those barriers where things get in the way of us achieving what we want in our lives so that we can start to create those new habits, right? Those ABCs of mindset. So let's talk a little bit about about you know, six different keys indicators, key indicators that you might be leaning more towards that perfectionistic life instead of that just healthy striving for high expectations and that excellence in life. So one of the things is unrealistic expectations. And sometimes perfectionists can set incredibly high standards for themselves and for other people. So a lot of time what that can lead to is this feeling of disappointment in ourselves because we didn't do what we set out to do that really was unrealistic, or we have expectations of others and what others should do that are really unrealistic. So that ends up, we feel disappointed in others. We feel like we have failed ourselves because reality rarely matches up to these unrealistic ideals. So what that leads to is some constant stress and anxiety, right? So the pursuit of perfectionism can lead to chronic stress and anxiety. So really stop and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? How am I feeling about what I'm doing? 
So if you have a constant fear of making mistakes or not meeting impossibly high standards, whether those are your standards or what you think other people are expecting of you, that again, that's, that's in our minds, right? We cannot open up somebody else's brain and say, this is really what they are thinking. Oftentimes we have an interpretation of what we think other people are thinking. And oftentimes for perfectionists, we believe other people are expecting us to do unrealistic things. Like, so that's where it ties to that unrealistic expectations. So then we have this stress and anxiety, which obviously can lead to that <laughs> mental and physical impact, right? That, that negative impact on our health and well-being. Sometimes this manifests in us starting to procrastinate on things. So that's, it's really ironic, right? You think about being a perfectionist, though you, you have that idea that it's a go, 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 and we're striving for these high ideals and these unrealistic expectations. And you can see that constant stress and anxiety, but sometimes it manifests in procrastination. And that comes from that feeling of overwhelm. So when a task seems overwhelming because we think it has to be perfect, it's really easy to not get started on those things and to put them off. And sometimes you see this in the area of self-improvement. So weight loss, exercise, um, eating more healthy, that perfectionistic mindset of it has to be this way. I have to be perfect in whatever it is I'm aiming to do starts that overwhelm and we're like, well, I'll start that diet on Monday or I'll go to the gym next week. And we start to put those things off. I'm speaking from experience here as a recovering perfectionist. Perfectionism is something I would say in the last two years, I have really, really honed in on and started working on and giving myself some grace in uh, those thoughts that I have around perfectionism. So the last piece I really want to talk about with uh, perfectionism and some of those indicators is it does lead to that more negative side of lack of satisfaction. So we don't ever celebrate the things that we do well when we're in this mindset of perfectionism because we think there are still flaws in what we did. So instead of acknowledging that, wow, look at what I did, we start to say, yeah, but I could have done better. I could have done it quicker. I could have been more like somebody else, which leads again to that lack of satisfaction. And sometimes it can be a big missed opportunity. So that again, that comes back to that fear of failure when we have a fear of failure, we might avoid taking risks or trying new things. So that is right there with that procrastination, right? So the procrastination piece sometimes can come out of overwhelm, but sometimes can come out of fear of failure. So either of those avenues still is manifested from that perfectionistic mindset. The other thing 
that often comes up with perfectionistic thinking is this thought about the time and effort we have to put into something for it to be perfect, which actually leaves little time for our own leisure and relaxation. So what does that lead to, especially in educators, is burnout, right? When we're taking all of our work home on weekends, when we are going into our classrooms, the majority of a break, whether that is summer break or winter break or spring break, because we have this thought, this driving thought that, well, if I could just get this done or if I could just get this done. And again, that leads to that burnout, right? So because we're spending all this time on something that we are never going to see in our own minds as being good enough. Again, coming from that perfectionistic mindset. So how do we kind of turn the tables on that? So if we're aware that this is something, a pattern that we see in our lives, and we know it is negatively impacting our lives, how do we, at the beginning of this brand new school year, have this awareness and start to break down the barriers? Because our goal is to live a more joyful and balanced life, right? We want to live this joyful and balanced life. So we have to recognize the tendencies that we have towards perfectionism and work on adopting that healthier mindset. So the first step could be setting realistic standards for ourselves, right? Aim for B-level work is what my coach often said. Not everything has to be an A+. B is just as good, right? It is a passing grade. It is excellence rather than perfection, okay? Understand that mistakes and imperfections are part of being human. We are all human. There is no one who is perfect. And the people that are really striving for the, for the perfection are living in that land of stress, anxiety, fear, and overwhelm none of which feel good in our bodies, feel good in our heads, feel good in action. Okay, so we need to set some realistic standards. And sometimes that's going to take time because our brain is always going to go to the thought of, but that's not good enough. But that's not good enough. But what if it is? What if it is good enough? While we're practicing this, we also have to practice some self-compassion. So how do we treat ourselves with the same kindness and understanding that we would give to our students as we would give to our peers? We are much more forgiving of our family, our friends, our peers, our students than we are of ourselves. And that's where a lot of the work for me personally has been in is Often my coach would say, would you say that to your husband? Would you say that to your children or grandchildren? And oftentimes the answer is no. I would never say that to them or expect that of them. And that's when I realize, oh, I actually have to treat myself with that same kind of compassion. 
Because again, we're not perfect. So even as we're working towards becoming recovering perfectionists, we're still going to make mistakes. And, you know, in my classroom for years and years, the mantra that I taught my students was mistakes are how we learn, right? We say that for our students all the time. We need to accept that for ourselves as we move forward as well. I mentioned this before, but another piece is to celebrate our achievements, acknowledge them, no matter how small they may seem in the moment. Every step towards self-improvement and that more growth mindset is a step in the right direction. And we need to celebrate it no matter how small of a step at this moment we think it is. Because it's kind of like that little pebble that rolls down the hill of snow and just gains more snow and more snow and more snow. We have that snowball effect. Every small step that we take towards this mindset shift is a step in the right direction. We need to celebrate that. Celebrate the heck out of it, no matter how small. And then we need to embrace those imperfections. You know, perfection is an unattainable goal. So there are some things that we just are not perfect as, and we have perfect in imperfections as humans. How do we embrace those? And how do we make that seem like a positive in who we are? How do we celebrate that as part of who we are as people instead of making it mean that we're broken or there's something wrong with us or there's something wrong with other people? because of our thoughts that they need to act in a certain way and be more perfect. Which leads me to this next one is managing expectations, right? We need to understand that not everything needs to be flawless. We can prioritize tasks and we can prioritize things that need to get done, but we can recognize when good enough is truly sufficient. I often see my colleagues and teachers and peers and even in everyday life I often see people striving again for those unrealistic expectations or an unrealistic timeline right like I'm gonna start this diet on Monday and by two weeks from now I will have dropped 10 pounds right that's not realistic and yet I see a lot of people with the expectation that that could happen if I only did it well enough, right? So we need to manage those expectations. What is realistic? I see this often too when it comes to time. And uh, my husband and I talk about this all the time because he is the type of person that thinks things are going to get done in half the time they realistically take. So he'll want to plan like five or six things to get done. And he's like, oh yeah, that'll only take like an hour max. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) When we go to the grocery store, it takes us an hour just to do that. So if we're planning on going to the grocery store, getting gas in the car, and stopping by someplace to get a bite to eat, that's going to take longer than an hour. So just again, managing those expectations, managing those tasks. And the final piece of this that I really encourage people to do is to seek support. Because if perfectionism is really impacting your well-being, you might need to seek some outside help. And that can come in the form of, 
you know, professional help like a therapist or a counselor, but it also can come in what we talked about in the previous episode is, you know, what social media am I consuming? Because social media is a big place where perfectionism breeds. We start to see these Pinterest pages. We start to see these Instagram posts, especially this time of year as people are setting up classrooms. And it's like, oh my gosh, mine doesn't look like that. Oh my gosh, my classroom isn't good enough. I'm not doing enough. And you start to manifest those feelings. So again, seeking support if you're finding that. So it could be just like managing what you're watching on social media. It can be finding a coach. Life coaches are out there. We are out there. <laughs> and even if it's not me, there are plenty of coaches. I, I work with so many coaches, I can't even tell you. Um, I have my own personal life coach I meet with every single week. Uh, and I will tell you, it is worth every penny I pay for it. Because she helps me uncover the things that I don't always see. And I'm I am a certified coach, right? So I know what to look for in thoughts and patterns, but I still need that help for myself because sometimes I don't see that for myself. So that's the work I've been doing with her. I have a business coach, right? And so again, perfectionism can come in the form of my profession, my business, my everyday life. So I started with a weight loss coach, right? That's what got me to where I am today, feeling really good about myself and still continuing. I just did a um, overview of my data from January to August, and I've lost 14 pounds in that time, just focusing on what I've been doing with my weight loss coach. Seeking support is so important. Whether it's professional, whether you're paying somebody, whether you're just seeking out more reasonable social media expectations, whether you're looking at some self-help books, lots of self-help books out there around perfectionism, right? And managing perfectionism. Um, one that just comes to the top of my head, uh, John Acuff has some great books. Um, one of his books is Finish, right? That's a little bit about perfectionism as well. Um, soundtracks. Soundtracks is about growth mindset. Um, I've talked about John Acuff's Atomic Habits before. Lots of different ways to approach being aware and beginning to break down barriers around perfectionism. It feels so much better too when you start getting past that perfectionism. And okay, that I, I, I want to reword that because you never really get past it. It is always going to be with me. It is always going to be a tendency I have. But what I've learned to do is to take perfectionism with me. So not necessarily getting past it, but taking it with me, being aware of it and noticing when it comes up and then stopping and saying, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Is that realistic? Or if I find myself procrastinating on something, why is that? Do I have some perfectionist thinking around that task? And oftentimes, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, and for me, the biggest thing is I have stopped missing opportunities in my life. I have stopped missing opportunities to spend time with family and friends because I feel like I need to be working. Um, I have 
come to a point where I'm able to do the things that I really enjoy doing, going out and walking and kayaking and meeting friends for lunch, because I have learned how to be happy with celebrating the achievements and getting things done in the way that is manageable, managing my expectations, celebrating the things that I am doing, and setting those realistic standards. I'm all about the B-level work. (laughs) And sometimes you hear that in this podcast. Let me just point that out. I'm sure, well, I'm not sure because I can't look into your brain, but I hazard a guess that there have been times if you've been a regular listener of the podcast that you've heard me stumble over words or say something that didn't quite come out correctly. And you might even wonder to yourself, well, why didn't she fix that? Why didn't she edit that out? And I'll tell you why, because really, I try to do these podcasts in one take. The first few podcasts I labored over for hours and hours because I thought they had to be perfect. And then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I started to avoid wanting to do it. I started to perseverate over the content. Do you see my pattern? That pattern is perfectionism. And the way I've navigated through that and taken perfectionism with me is I've told myself, unless something comes out completely crazy and nonsensical, I'm not going to edit my podcast. And I'm hoping that you will give me the grace to know that I'm doing that for my own self-help. I don't want to spend more than an hour working on my podcast. I love my podcast. Don't get me wrong. I love spending time with you every week. I always have something to say. I always have something that I think is important for us to process through and be aware of as we go through our ABCs of mindset. It's work I truly, truly believe in. But I also know I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so this is me practicing a way to live a more joyful and balanced life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I always appreciate each and every one of you listening along. And I know you're out there and I appreciate the feedback that I've gotten from so many of you on this podcast. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing beginning of your school year. Love on those kids. Love this job that we do. This is important work that we do. It's work that is passion work. It's heart work. But we also want to take care of ourselves. So let's be aware of that perfectionism. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. If you want to work with me one-on-one or want to know more about the work that I do, please check out my website at www.thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. Or feel free to contact me, Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. See you soon.